Everybody to Cheryl's Get Your Life Back podcast. I'm so glad you joined us again. I hope it's wonderful weather where you are. Um, I'm in Virginia here and we have some nice weather, but it's getting ready to get a little chilly. But anyway, I'm so glad you have joined me. And if you want to know more about me, Cheryl White Howard, please go to CherylWhiteHoward.com and learn more about me. I am an inspiration and transformation speaker. I am a certified life purpose coach, an author, a mental health professional, and a minister. So I'm excited today because as those of you who have been following me, I have been saying how I'm going to start interviewing some more wonderful guests and I'm really focusing a lot on sharing, you know, people sharing their stories about overcoming tragedies and catastrophes and traumas because I have a lot of people that I work with as a mental health professional. And a lot of times, you know, when they hear other stories and testimonials, it really encourages them and let them know that, you know what, you're not alone and other people are going through the same thing. So that's why I'm so excited about my guest tonight, who is Belinda Priester. Oh, hi, hello. Ah, and I'm so glad she's here because she's going to share her story. And I'm going to get into, I'm going to introduce to you um, who she is in a minute. But I really want to focus on tonight is finding, learning how to find your purpose, you know, even after betrayal or abandonment or displacement. Because a lot of times when you have been abandoned or gone through betrayal, you kind of lose who you are. You lose your sense of identity. Sometimes you don't know who you are anymore and you just really feel lost. And it take, it's a process to learn how to put the pieces of your life back together. And I've been through my own story of betrayal and abandonment. So I know the process and I know the discouragement that comes along with it. I know how, what it is to kind of start from scratch to get your life back on track again. And these are the people, I mean, even listen to other people's stories encourages me as well. It's like, wow, this is, you just never know the story behind somebody's, you know, um, glory, as we say, you know, you look at them now and they look like they had it all together and they would just had a wonderful life. And you realize that's not the case. And that's why testimonies are so powerful because most of the time we don't look like what we've been through, right, Belinda? <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> we don't look like what we've been through when you come on the other side. But a lot of men and women experience betrayal, experience displacement. And I want you to know that you are not alone, that there's a lot of other people out here who went through what you went through. It's just about connecting with the right people, getting support. And we're going to talk about that later. You know, um, being around people who see you and who are dedicated and who are assigned to be a blessing to you to help you heal and overcome those things. And that's one of the things that I do. And so without, you know, talking more about that, I want to get right into our topic, but I want to introduce, give you a little bio about Miss Belinda Priester. And I'm going to start right now. Belinda is a New York native, which I'm from New York as well, who was born in Brooklyn, grew up in Uniondale, Long Island. She relocated to Winston Mill, Maryland in July, 2002 where she currently resides. While overcoming some life-changing challenges in her own life, Belinda remained devoted, loyal, and committed to being a single mother. She has two most beautiful children, Karen and Kevin, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Family is always first priority for her. Belinda's focus is on living a life that is pleasing to God. Her compassion is to be supportive and nurturing of others to overcome the challenges of their past hurts. We are on one accord. Mm -hmm. As she walks fervently forward and pursues her purpose, 
She is confident that the very best is yet to come. She has a strong desire to see our families and communities empowered. But Linda looks forward to being a supporter to women who have led to a face challenging, to, to life changing and life challenges. So I want Belinda to introduce herself to you and get, tell us more about who she is and we're gonna get into her testimony. Well, thank you, thank you. Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> That's your story, girl. <laughs> I love it. Um, before I even start, I always give praises to God and give God all his glory because yes. we have today. Um, like you said, I've overcome many, many challenges in my life. I'm so grateful, you know. Um, yes. In addition to that, I am now also an entrepreneur. Awesome. I have started a hands to heart CPR skills training program. And my desire is to empower my community and, you know, just uplift and love on our sisters. Um, yes. Coming from a background of such, such tragedy, you know, and betrayal, I think that's very, very important for me. Right. And um, that's something that I really hold dear to my heart and I desire to do. Right. You know, um, I will continue to put my best forward, keep God first and keep my children first. Um, Man. Amen. You know? That's awesome. Awesome. So yeah. Every, it seems like everything you do, you know, you're a servant like me. You're, the, you're always serving. And I noticed that you are a nurse. Yes. yes <laughs> which I am is a awesome. Nurse. So, what mm -hmm. led you to get into nursing? Believe it or not, nursing was caretaking was something that I always desired. Okay. I even remember as a child, I always had a deep desire to help people. Okay. So, I think that started very early on. Um, my mom was like that. That okay. was something she did. She was a foster parent. She always right. took care of others. And I think that's something that I just inherited from her, I like to say. Okay. And I had that. Yeah. I can even remember in high school, I was the one I would go to the nurse's office and volunteer. I, all and right. Was, <laughs> <laughs> right. So that, that, that compassion and that gift was very early, you know? Okay. I that. Yes. I always love to help. Mm -hmm. And that's funny because a lot of times when I tell people and start on their journey of finding out who they are, their purpose, their passion, most of the time I have them go back into their childhood to try to yeah. think about mm -hmm. what made you happy? What did you play? What kind of games you like to play? Like especially pretend. What was it that you like to do? Because sometimes those are the keys or the indicators that kind of let you know what your passion is, but we just forgot about it because we go right. through challenges, tribulation, trauma and so we lose that you know and sometimes we have to go back into our past to kind of remember and rekindle those things and start you know what i always wanted to do you know a b c and d and so it's always a self-discovery and i think life is a self-discovery within itself yes. <laughs> and sometimes we have to rediscover and i really I, I know that's something you had to go through you know when you share your story of betrayal mm -hmm. learning how to rediscover who you are and yes. what your purpose yeah, is. Yeah. And I always say purposes can also change through different seasons, mm -hmm. but there's still a something that you're passionate about. No matter what you do, that element is still there. So I'm mm -hmm. gonna ask you about yeah. your wonderful book. Congratulations yes. on your book. Yes. <laughs> the Power of Betrayal. Releasing yes. the Thorns, yes. Power so of Betrayal. The Power of Betrayal, Releasing the Thorns. Mm -hmm. yes. And so yes. it looks like it's an anthology. There's some other yes. authors in there that mm -hmm. you collaborated with. Yes. Well, actually, I, to be honest, I had planned, I had planned on, this was on my list of things to do. Okay. But this was not something that was supposed to happen right away. I okay. put it down. Um, I was in a season of my life where I knew I needed more. 
Right. I wasn't sure like what my purpose was, what I was supposed to be doing, right. where I was going, you know, going to work, going to church, coming home. I just knew that there was more and I wanted to be doing more. So I prayed about it and I connected with some of my sisters at church. Okay. Um, one particular sister, God, she was God sent. I tell you, this woman was God sent, <laughs> Dr. Gia Conway. Um, she has a mentoring program and I enrolled in her mentoring program. And working on myself and going through, you know, the modules and doing different things, we discovered that this is something that would help me put closure on the pain. I thought, like, I thought I went through the process and, you know, I went through the therapy, went through all that, but there was still just a little bit of residue there. So this was like a, that final thing for me to put closure to it all and her and I had worked together for about maybe 17 to 18 months okay and actually this was a project that she had created and she asked me to collaborate with her and 15 other beautiful women and I tell you it's awesome it was awesome wow. beautiful beautiful That's you know awesome. in the book we, yeah we talk about our testimonies um it's 15 other women we share our testimonies about how we went through betrayal and then we also talk about how we had to go through the process of forgiveness, mm -hmm. which was a whole nother process by itself. Oh, yes. right. Now, right. Yeah, it, it's very, very, very good book. Yes. Wow. That's awesome. It's powerful. I got to read your chapters like, wow. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, and you, you, you answered the question in the book, which is awesome, but try mm -hmm. to get in. I want you to get into how did it affect your life? Like maybe about the betrayal, if you want to, Talk about the betrayal. You don't have to okay. give too many details of okay. it. Mm -hmm. And then how it affect your life. Yeah. My story of betrayal was very, very devastating. Um, betrayal started, my first experience with betrayal was through sexual abuse. It was a family member. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just, it was very traumatic for me. Right. It changed the whole, I would say, the whole meaning of my life. It was somebody that I trusted. Um, it actually shaped me, you know, and I internalized it. I know that I internalized it because I know that I emotionally shut down. All the things that I like to do, dancing and playing and be helping out, helping other people, all of that disappeared. Um, I, I look back at it now and I realized that I also built a wall up. Nobody could get in and I couldn't get out. Right. So it was very, very tragic. Um, as a result of that, keeping it a secret, not telling anybody, right. you know, I started looking for love in all the wrong places. And eventually I got into a relationship. Um, that relationship turned into a very violent one. Um, then I dealt with the second point that I bring up in this book, domestic violence. Right. Mm -hmm. So not only was I dealing with the sexual abuse, now coming up as a teenager and going through my teenage year teenage years i'm dealing with domestic violence as well so it was a very painful experience for me and in between there were a lot of different things a lot of different areas i went through betrayal i think the most tragic thing is that it's if it's a family member it just cuts if it's somebody you trust it just cuts so much deeper you know i couldn't wrap my mind around why is this happening you know, why is this person doing this to me? This person is supposed to be my protector. This person is supposed to be my provider. How is this happening? You know, and coming up in a home with my mom, like I said, my mom, she loved children. House full, we always had a house full of people, everybody laughing, always getting together. But yet that secret, that secret kept me isolated and kept me bound for years and years and years. Um, it wasn't until I was an adult. 
that I really, because I really, as a child, I didn't know how to process that information. I really right. didn't. It happened so young. I didn't know what to do with that, you know, and I just, I, I, it set me on a path of self-destruction. Right. You know, I started doing, making a lot of really bad choices, you know, and um, I'm grateful today that I'm here. Um, and I just continue to, you know, pray and, and just, because the feelings still come up. Even though right. I process it, it still come up. You know, right. it doesn't go away. But now I know what to do with the feelings when they show up. You know, um, the people are still involved in my life because it is family. There is a distance there, but okay. they're still in my life. You know, there are boundaries there as well. So, but I, I'm doing good. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm doing okay with this. So. Mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely a process. It's definitely a process. Mm -hmm. And it's progression and forgiveness as well. You know, you move on certain yes. levels and then, you know, so you feel totally free. Yeah, um, I was going to ask you. I know you said you lived, you started being destructive. Mm -hmm. Were you able to correlate your between your symptoms and the trauma that you experienced? Did you realize the way you were acting or behaving were symptoms of what you've gone through? Not at the time. Not at the time. Okay. Not at the time. Okay. Yeah. Right. Not at the time. No, I I internalized it, and I always my internalization was what's wrong with me. You know, I internalized it, and I was thought something was wrong with me. But I didn't make the correlation until I started going to therapy. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. After I started going to therapy, then I was able to correlate, you know, the behavior with the symptoms and the things that was going on around me. Absolutely. Just being like, oh, okay, that's why I believe yeah. that, that way. That's why I feel maybe rejection or abandonment. Right. Yes. Or why you feel like you don't fit in. I mean, there's so many different symptoms that come because of that. The worthiness issues, self-esteem issues. Absolutely. So Absolutely. you got, so there's so many layers. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was a big one, self-esteem. Yes. And that lasted a long time. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's, a, that's a big one. Yeah. So yeah. I want to know, how did you learn to fall and love yourself? Like love and appreciate who you are and see the value in yourself. When did that happen for you? Um, like I said, after years of therapy, but I really believe it was after I, I surrendered and committed myself to Christ. Okay. And I really started studying the word and really realizing who I am in Christ. Um, you know, I had to dispel all of those misbeliefs about who I was, you know, um, you know, knowing that I am fearfully and wonderfully made, knowing that I'm above, knowing that I'm, I'm blessed, you know, all of those things. I didn't have that information coming up when I was going through that. So I think that's once I got, you know, committed to Christ and I got baptized again, and that's in my book as well. I think that's what the process really, really started. Okay. And that's, you know, prayer works, prayer works, prayer works. <laughs> I know that's right. Yeah. <laughs> And being in a Christian community, because you have other believers, so yes, you yes. love each other. Right, right. Yes. Definitely need a that. A lot of supporters, a lot of supporters, yes. I have a village of women that just loves me up, and you're one of them from the time we met. <laughs> yes. <laughs> love me up and support me, absolutely. Absolutely. I did. Yes. I saw yes. you sitting across the table, yes. and I was looking at your cousin Madeline, who's my one of my, you know, my girl's girlfriend, and I was like, who was that lady on the end? And I just saw beauty. I said, she is beautiful. And Matt was like, oh, yes, my cousin. She always been beautiful. <laughs> I said, but I like something about your spirit that, you know, radiated even past that. But I was like, wow. So I wanted her to introduce me to you. <laughs> yes. That was so awesome. I said, oh, my gosh. She's now my family. But anyway, <laughs> she's now my family. But I mean, this yeah. is so awesome. And, and other, the other stories are awesome as well. I didn't get to read the whole book yet, but I'm getting through okay. it. But I'm okay. like, my God, look at, just look at the power. <laughs> so yes. when you go back to power, when you said mm -hmm. power of betrayal, 
Do you mm -hmm. mean power of how it affects you or how yes. I guess when okay, how it affects you, yes. How it affects you, yes, how it affects you, how it could change how impact that it has on you. life for you, yes. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Everybody don't make it through. That's right. Everybody don't make it through. You know, right. I've heard stories where women have gone through that and they committed suicide or, you know, or they end up in mental institutions. And that's why I said, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful, you know, because it, it worked out for me. Right. I mean, I had some issues right. along the way, but it could have been a lot worse as well. Right. You know, so it, it, yeah, it has a lot of power. And, you know, people are not speaking. Families were torn apart. So True. many things. Yeah. So many things came about after betrayal, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you look at it and go, it could have been me. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling people, I said, that could have been me. I could have been walking mm -hmm. around doing a whole lot more stuff, you know, had I not yes. come to Christ at a, I just, it just so happened I came to Christ at a very young age okay. and that was my saving grace. But I understand that don't make me better. It lets me know if I had not had that relationship or learned early about him, who knows? It's even right. scary, scary for me to even mm -hmm. think about the stuff that mm -hmm. I might have done if I didn't have that influence already started seeking him at an early age because oh my god so i'm like it gives me more compassion when i work with people you know right. like, yes. i'm mm -hmm. like you know what I, it, it could have been me mm -hmm. i'm humble i'm you know <laughs> that's right because i know and uh, you know we both in the in the health field with you know learning about mental health and physical health we know the impact trauma can have on you mentally right. emotionally mm -hmm. spiritually so knowing that it really makes me feel grateful and thankful like my god that could have been me i could have lived a life of promiscuity for a long time and all, mm -hmm. you know, all kinds of stuff. I could have gotten into drugs. I, I mean, everything because Absolutely. you're trying to heal. You're hurting. You don't know. Sometimes you're walking around in pain. Right. So mm -hmm. Trying to find, like you said, things you, you start engaging in things that give you a sense of whatever, uh, a false sense of security or love, exactly. which is yeah. not really love or attention is not, it's not positive attention, but it's attention. Right. And you find but yourself, then, in compromising places, absolutely, absolutely. Looking for that love, looking for that acceptance. Right. Wanting to be wanted, you know? Yes, you find yourself, yes, absolutely. And I have to tell you, since the release of this book, so many women that I've known has come forward. Wow. And that was amazing to me. Wow. That was amazing to me, just to know that so many women are going through the same thing and right. not talking about it. They're not talking about it. And I said, I thank God that I have the village that I have around me to love me and to talk about it. They're, they're suffering in silence. Right. Wow. Yeah. That was the, and that was the purpose. So that's awesome. That's it. That's it. So people that's it. get transformed <laughs> yeah. by reading. It's like, mm -hmm. yes. That's how I felt like. That's yes. what I wanted. I don't care about yeah. one person. <laughs> <laughs> Be transformed. <laughs> that's I love it. So I know you're probably now ready to write more books. It's on the list. Because <laughs> <laughs> once you get started down the line, you're like, okay, I think I'm going to write. I might write something else. It opens up the door to so many things. Mm -hmm. Like being on this podcast, I'm so excited that you was able to come and join me and me tell your story of yeah. a trail and, and, and just how you was, God was able to heal you. Yes, because this is, I'm facing my fear right now. This is one of the things that I wouldn't do. And that's, it shut me down emotionally. I wouldn't even talk in front of people, you know, okay. and I realized going through this process that I now have my voice back, you know, I I, my voice. Yeah. It, I didn't realize, you know, when you feel unworthy and you have low self-esteem, I was always quiet and people said, Oh, she's shy. She's quiet. I was shut down emotionally. Right. Nobody exactly. ever asked me what happened. They mm. always asked me what's wrong. Right. But nobody right. ever asked me what happened. You know what I mean? Wow. Right. But I really realized now that it had actually taken my voice. I felt like my voice had no value. Right. 
Like you have nothing to say. You don't have. Yeah, I understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then a lot of people, they cover it up by saying, no, I'm the child. No, I'm the just like, no, you're just mm -hmm. really covering and sitting in pain. Right. And if you don't have the kind of environment where that is, you know, you encourage to share your story and, and, and mm -hmm. you know, that's why therapy and, you know, end up happening because it's yeah. like, that's a, a safe place where you can share yourself mm -hmm. without judgment. Because, you know, back in the days, people didn't know how to deal with stuff like that, especially in our community. Yeah. We didn't do therapy. <laughs> you know, isn't that amazing? And that's one thing that I always encourage. You say therapy, they're looking at you. No, you go to therapy. It's important. It is. It is. As a culture, we don't, we don't look at that. Absolutely. People think you always have to have some other psychiatric diagnosis to go to right. therapy. Mm -hmm. Therapy can deal with relationship. We can, you know, address relationship issues, fear, stress, trauma, childhood issues, communication problems. I mean, it can be anything. Maybe just a place for us to vent. Because, you yeah. like you said, a lot of us, are, we are living and walking around with all this stuff bottled up inside of us. We're, mm -hmm. we're suppressing it. We're repressing it. And it's affecting every area of our life. And if we had a space where we can just you know, have a cathartic moment where we can just mm -hmm. let it out, you know, have an emotional catharsis and just talk about it. There's healing even in that, just releasing Absolutely. all of that and mm -hmm. having a safe place to cry. Yes. Because, you know, again, in our family, a lot of times in our families, you have to shut up, hush, whatever right. happens in this right. house stays in this stays house. Stays in this house. Absolutely. How to deal with it. You know, we yeah. can't fault them. They didn't know any better. That's mm -hmm. what they was taught. What is it? Kids, like, kids are seen and not heard. Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's or, right. Or <laughs> couldn't heal. So you wonder why a lot of us uh, have a lot of behavioral of uh, uh, things that we're not aware of, you know, problems with relationships and stuff, yes. because mm -hmm. we never had healthy, some of us had such a negative relationships growing up. We don't have a um, example of what a healthy relationship looks like. looks like. Sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, so that's why we see other people in relationships or we hear people with, you know, positive stories or watch stuff like the Cosby show. We don't think that's real because that's have mm -hmm. not been a lot of our experiences. Not understand there are healthy functioning families that mm -hmm. do exist. Right. People, every family have issues, but every family don't have to have traumatic catastrophe, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> trauma. Exactly. You're right. And family. Mm -hmm. Like they, they have mm -hmm. skills to learn how to cope and deal with stress and work things right. out. So everybody, you know, so sometimes that seems like a fantasy. Like that's not real. You know right. what I'm saying? And I'm like, it is real. And and you and I'm sure you have came across families where they do have functional families that know how to communicate. I mean, I remember, I remember being around certain friends of mine, you know, I used to love going to their house because they family didn't maybe have the same trauma my family experienced, but mm -hmm. I got to see how mom and dad would get together with the kids and have like monthly meetings with the family. Let's discuss mm -hmm. issues or, yeah. you know, yeah. somebody is, is offending somebody else. Let's talk about it. I've seen families do that. I'm like, Let's wow, that's so awesome. And I said, that's what I'm going to do with my family. Be able to come together and talk about things. And yeah. even in my ex-father-in-law, he used to do that. He's one of my spiritual mentors because he's a minister as well. But okay. he used to, when we moved in with my in-laws because they did divorce after 25 years, I'm like, oh my God. But even before that, he would call monthly meetings. And because we moved in with them, and you know, it's interesting how you live a family member, somebody drunk up your milk, somebody ate your butt and stuff like that. We would get together purposely. We would pray first and dad would just start and go, okay, let's get this stuff on the table here because he wanted there to be peace. But it was so powerful how we talk about things and, and everybody came with maybe an issue they had, but it wasn't argumentative. It wasn't yelling and screaming. Right. 
It was like we gave each other permission to say, well, this bothers me when you do this. Exactly. I appreciate if you ask me before you drink up all my <laughs> No, I'm sitting here smiling, Cheryl, because that's something that I am now putting into process with my children. Awesome. And, you know, and I want to say it's never too late. It's never too late, you know, and, and that's what I tell them. We have to meet at least once a month. We have to talk. Let's find out what's going on because, you know, they're, they're young adults now, yes. but we still have to communicate. And I learned that it's very, very important. Communication yes. is the key. So I'm saying, oh, when you say sitting here smiling, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you do that because you teach them how to be good parents and Absolutely. better spouses when Absolutely. they get older. So, you know, you can break the cycle. Yes, you know, yes. And part of forgiveness is not holding it against your parents. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what I love about forgiveness is that, you know, it breaks the cycle and you don't hold it against your parents. Sometimes they didn't know any better. Right. You know, when you get to that part of forgiveness, it's awesome. It's like, I can't hold that against them. And right. then you and our parents, we make our mm -hmm. own share mistakes because we're human. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. It, I always talk about grace. It's extending grace. Yeah. That's what grace is all about, forgiving them. I'm going to make my mistakes and I'm going to need some grace and as a parent, you know what I'm saying? So that's yeah, what life Forgiveness is was definitely a, a major process. Yes, it was. I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. You, it was. Did you, did you work through forgiveness, how to forgive with your therapist as well? Yes. Okay. Yes. In the beginning. Yeah. That took, that took years. Um, yeah. You know, I went through the stages. I went through the anger. I went through the resentments, uh, the payback period, you know, um, and really, like you said, getting really, to, once I got into knowing God and really realizing what forgiveness was really about, it's not even about them. Right. Exactly. About me. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So once I really realized it and really processed the information, it was about me. It, because you forgive does not mean you forget. That's right. Right. You know, it, forgiveness is a healing piece. And that's for me, you know, to work through. No, I don't forget what they did. But I know that in order for me to be forgiven, I have to forgive as well. And in order for me to heal, I had to start the forgiveness process. Right. Um, it took years. It took years. That's the it truth. Mm -hmm. It took it years. years. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Did it, another question I wanted to ask, did it affect your parenting in the beginning? What stage were you at in your healing process or have it even started when you started having children? Um, I was a teenage mom. Okay. So, yeah, I believe it did affect my parenting with my oldest daughter, yes. Okay. Um, keep, keeping her isolated. Okay. I'm not letting her out of my sight. Right, nobody touch you. This ain't no, happening to no, you. Right. No spending the night. You know, she's a cry. She want to go to her girlfriend's house. None of that. None of that. Mm -mm. Okay. Yeah. So, it, yeah, I believe, and I sheltered her a lot. Okay. Um, with my son, by the time he got of age, though, we had already moved out. We had moved. So, I believe with him, he saw more of the abuse part. Okay. And I was really concerned about that because him being a male, you know exactly. what I mean? So I had to do a lot of talking and a lot of teaching. You know, okay. that's not treat women. This is not, yeah. And um, he built up a resentment against his dad. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, that's a process by itself. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, yes. kind of how you hurt my mama and all. And he saw right. it. When you see trauma, I'm sure you learned this too. You can experience the same kind of symptoms as a person who actually went through the abuse by seeing abuse because of your right. senses and everything. You can mm -hmm. feel it in your body. And I remember, mm -hmm. I seen some abuse growing up. And I remember, when, you know how you talk about how we talk about a lot. Oh, well, I teach my clients a lot too how this, you know, you have a cellular memory and this memory that lives in your cellular system. Yeah. And how sometimes if you, somebody can remind you of somebody who traumatized you and those symptoms can come back because the memory is there of it. It just hit yes. you. But it's like all of it can come back and affect you the same way. So you can watch 
something happened and it affected the same way as the person who actually gone mm -hmm. through it. I'm like, that was powerful when I learned that, you know, studying yeah. trauma. I was like, oh my God. And, and it mm -hmm. answers a lot of questions from my own trauma. That's why I respond that way. You right. know, from circumstances, like, okay, and I can connect. Mm -hmm. That's powerful within itself because now you understand what's going on inside of you. You know, you're not right. crazy, That's but right. mm -hmm. symptoms of what you've gone through, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now. Yep, absolutely. Oh. Thank God now, you know, you're a woman of God. You get to raise your children, learn about, you know, yeah. God and the forgiveness in God and, and growing and becoming powerful and having that self-esteem and confidence in him, you know, and it's all, so important for our daughters and our sons. Yes. Mm -hmm. To really know that, you know, they have they have purpose. Um, yeah, they're watching. They're exactly. definitely watching. They're watching, yes, watching. to value yeah, themselves. They're watching. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that's good because yes. you end up being an example for them. Yes. Which is awesome. So, Wow. I'm so happy I'm, we finally got Thank to you. do this <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast. Okay, so you got to tell us where to get your book, The Power of Betrayal. Yes, okay. Releasing the Thorns. <laughs> yes, Releasing the Thorns. You can find me on Facebook.com forward slash Priest one I am on Instagram as well, um, Instagram.com forward slash Priest one If you have a PayPal account, it's PayPalMe forward slash Priest one I'm also on LinkedIn dot com forward slash be priest the one all right so I'm, i think i'm on most of the social media pages so you can find okay, me so there where can mm -hmm. we get your book from the book you when you get on my the be priest the facebook there's oh. a shop button and when awesome. you get on the facebook page, there's a shop button right under there okay you hit the shop button and it'll take you right to the page all right mm -hmm. i got my copy y'all y'all better get yes. that copy <laughs> this book is powerful <laughs> it really yes, is it is Yes, it I'm is. Like, oh my goodness. Thank Amazing. you so much, Belinda, for being my guest today on the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> and those of you who do not follow me yet, I need you to follow me on YouTube because this is going to be on YouTube and it's also going to be on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, as well as SoundCloud. So I need you to subscribe so you can just be able to get all the notifications when I go live or when I upload a new video or a new audio because I have a lot more testimonials coming down the line which yes. I'm so excited about. So, you know, I do my interviews in between my, my one-on-one <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, by myself on um, podcasts and everything. So I'm so excited. Thank you so much. Don't forget to Thank follow the number. Don't forget to get your book, The Power of Betrayal, Releasing the Thorns, so you can read more about her testimony and all of the other women's testimony. It's all women, right? I yes, think it was, oh, yep. All of their testimonials yes. in here. But this will bless men and women. So yes, it will. Yes, it <laughs> okay. will. That's right. right. That's not to get the man. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. I'll see you again. Look forward to seeing you on my next podcast.